0: Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Hey, Welcome to Cinematics, episode 160. Gregor, 160 of these things. I've done uh, a couple of them with you. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the last, not two, not three. Oh, I guess, yesterday. Geez, Jeez, no, you stop. You stop. Uh, the mixing them it all. Uh, the last three weeks of September. Gregor, uh, what do you think? Uh, Greg's, uh, he was a Broadcast Film Critics Association member. He is now a Critic Choice uh,
1: uh, member uh kids Choice to, live soon awards soon to be aarp member i'm 51 so everything that you just said anderson i completely forgot i'm so old right now i don't even remember anything what's going on here so right. you're going to be working with an old man moving forward with cinematics are you okay with that are you all right going to be <laughs> okay it's been a while right you've had to put up with my uh, pretty senility right so it's one of these things a little bit melancholy. Anderson was wondering, folks, when he looked at me in the Zoom camera, why I looked depressed. And I go, "That's that's my happy face. Wait till you see my sad face." So it, it was Gregor. that bad, Anderson. It was that bad. Meet. I mean, I I know you
0: well. I don't know. I know. I can tell you something's going on. Something's going on with Gregor. Something. I, there's always something
1: going on with Gregor, but right now there's a little bit more going on with Gregor, and I can sense it. Uh, yeah it it's just me uh the, the weariness of age it I feel like a Eugene O'Neill long days journey into night play it's one of these things I need a I need a brew I need a drink I haven't I haven't drank or drunk in, in a long time I haven't been a drunk person I need a, a nice glass of beer When's um, the last time you got hammered uh, probably 10 years ago it's been no it's been, it's been 10 on, years Greg. it's been it, when i was in downtown it's been a long time anderson been a long time you gotta get hammered every cool. now and again when, i'm not trying to you know uh, well you're, you're a father you're you're married and you have a, you have a mortgage and and whatnot when's the last time you got inebriated just maybe I'm um, maybe a light buzz when's the last time you had a light buzz a light buzz i don't know i
0: had uh two whiskeys on ice uh saturday night when my mom was in town and uh, we sat up and watched the three's company and caught up and uh <laughs> i mean i had two two whiskeys they're you know they're they're pretty nicely uh, healthy pours because uh, i poured myself but i ended up you know the second one actually i didn't even finish I'm like i got it out of bed and i poured it down the drain but yeah I, you know i was feeling a little bit uh less concerned about things but no i don't get like inebriated inebriated uh, my buddy tyler uh, from the after disaster he came over uh during the summer with his kid this sounds very i i realize as i'm saying this out loud this sounds very very irresponsible but it was a pool party, like, you know, just his kid, my kid, because they're, like, similar in age, sure. and, and Tyler and I, and uh, we ended up splitting a case of, of just lager, like, you know, like, Co- Coors Light and then Bud Light, and uh, we didn't see it coming, and it, it was eight hours of drinking, and we each had, like, 12 beers, and neither one of us was, like, hammered. We all, you know, we felt good, but, yeah, you know, I haven't been hammered, like, like, college hammered for years, Greg. Wow.
1: And Tyler was able nor, to drive nor home. You. Tyler was able to drive home with the, with the 12.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, over he's eight hours, I guess. He stopped drinking for two hours, and I tried to get him to spend the night because I wanted to get frisky with him because I, I, I love his new look. And uh, he he denounced, and, uh, and he left uh, after drinking crushing water for two hours. So, anyways, what, what, are, what are we doing?
1: We're talking movies. Let's talk movies, Gregor. I just have a curious question because I'm, I'm not a whiskey drinker. Does whiskey after a couple of, with with ice and everything, does it make your brain clear? Like, let's just say you were going to do whatever you need to do with writing or whatnot. Do you think maybe a little bit of whiskey helps with the work or am I completely, is that a myth? You know, uh,
0: not a myth. I don't want to,
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to promote drinking,
0: but I mean, there's, it's not a mistake that so many uh, writers drink. It's because, uh. You, you got to get out of your head. You got to limber, make the mind a little limber, lubricate it a little bit, I think. Okay. And I think it gives you permission uh, to go down certain avenues that you otherwise would not. You know, what I mean? if
1: that makes sense. Okay. Not to promote drinking, but Anderson, some of your best writing was maybe after a nice uh, little scooch of whiskey, maybe, possibly. I'm Not I think. scooch, but
0: scooch. Uh- <laughs> 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 what's what's fun we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago is like when you're writing you're not sure where the story's going gonna go like the first draft more often than not uh, i will do it late night where i you know i'm i'm it's 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 the end of the night and i'm kind of you know having some uh anderson time and uh yeah my mind is uh freed up a little bit limber when i'm doing rewrites though not so much uh rewrites are much more like you know coffee in the morning getting down to brass tacks type thing but yeah when you're first developing the stories and fleshing out the characters and. A lot of the time with stories too, you got to sit there and like you know think about like what this character would do, and you know you're doing it with a maybe a little drink in your hand.
1: very, very good. Yeah, some Honest. of the best I haven't written though in the last couple of years because Atticus is all up in my business. Do you miss the writing, Anderson? Because I remember when you were writing, you were in a really good place. You know, you were just really into locked in on the, the stories and the story structure as opposed to rewriting when you had that blank canvas of imagination. I remember those days, Anderson, when you, when you were all passionate about it. What do you miss it? I still am passionate about
0: it. I just have not allowed myself to write anything brand spanking new, except for that thing that I started with COVID. Cause what happens with me and it's, and I, I gotta, I'm about to get back to it, but like I'm lost when I'm in the middle of writing something. If it's new, I like, I'll be sitting there with my family or with Jillian or, and she'll be like,
1: where are you? And I'm just thinking about the story like day and night. It's obsessive. You got to be. So right now, the reason why you haven't been writing in the last couple of years, Anderson, is you've been busy, you know, doing all this stuff with uh, Addie's antique estate sale, your job, the podcast. And that's especially, a nice transition, but let me just go. I'm always writing,
0: Greg, always writing like this phone is just filled with notes, but yeah, oh. I have not
1: sat down with final uh, draft in, in probably a month and a half now, which is a long time for me. You've been Um, sitting down watching movies, Anderson. And so lately I am a little bit disappointed. I have listened to a couple of TFV episodes. Your review of 3,000 Years of Longing, I... I actually gave it on our Cinematics podcast. Minus I, three thousand, and then you minu- got it to minus six thousand. <laughs> okay, very cheeky. I'm very cheeky on that. No, I actually, it was two stars, and I, aka, minus six thousand stars. But you really enjoyed it. Would that be one of the movies from last month that you that are on the top of our list that you would recommend to our listeners? I would recommend that movie. I and like i said on, on the film ball well, i guess you, you heard it but like the inherent
0: problem with the, those type of movies story stories about stories is you it, it's not really great watching characters tell a story and then we get the flashbacks and we get to actually get into the story and see it but i don't you know it's it's the old adage like you know show don't tell and stories about stories are going to be a lot of telling and not as much showing now it seemed to get it into its groove the second half and i ended up liking it a lot more than i was anticipating I also it's one of those things where i went in to uh george miller's new one thinking hearing bad things and thinking it was gonna be awful so if i went in you know thinking it was gonna be the next mad max and i was ready right. to have my socks you know ripped off my feet and thrown across the room and and uh my life changed i would have been very disappointed but i went in thinking like ah,
1: gotta get through this one and it was it was a delight and and a little bit of so. What would be so? That's a delight. Is there anything else within the last several weeks? Me, I know it's. I know it's not squeal. All, all of all of us, uh, Bruce and Eric and I, we all loved it. And I apologize that you and Brian had to go through the the squeal experience. Right? Didn't love squeal. <laughs> didn't love squeal. Let
0: me ask you as a critic. Like that is sure. one of the biggest things is tempering expectations one way or the other. And it's sure. it's not. I mean, it's not a controlled environment. There's no. You, there's very little control of your. You try and you try and have control of your emotion, and, and you know I. The best thing I can do is not be drunk while watching a movie, not be under the influence of anything. And that's one of my number – that's my number one rules. I don't watch it while in altered states because I want to – but if you go in with expectations, which I try and have none. I try to have none, oh. but it's human nature. It's almost impossible not to have none. So a lot of the time I'll go in thinking that, you know, hoping for – the Thinking it's going to be really good or thinking it's going to be really bad, and I try not to. I try and just go in like I don't know what this is. I'm going to give you know look through this window for two hours. How do you do that? Do you do you try and temper expectations? No, I'm horrible because that I, has I, the biggest impact,
1: I think, on the on the way you experience a movie. You act more like a critic than me. I'm completely, biased, completely biased all the way, and it's it, and I think it shows with some of my tastes. I mean, look, De Palma is my favorite director, and is he really? One of the best directors of all time, probably not. So I think I think I think you are. Yeah, you're more tempered than I am when it comes to movie movies. I always go in with a lot of expect with certain expectations, and then I want I get it colored. You know, like I'm looking right now at a a, at a Tumblr mix, a Tumblr free gift that I got from Amazon Studios of this movie called The Tender Bar with the Ben uh, Good Affleck, and I was I was expect I'm kidding. (laughs) I was expecting a really horrible film, and I think. I, I came in with really bad expectations and it fulfilled those expectations. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it and I don't think you probably ever want to no, see
0: it. I got oh. some heat because I was screaming and yelling at Tyler for uh, watching that. He, he was talking about it on yeah. the after disaster, which we don't really talk about. Movies. We talk about everything on the after disaster, but sure. he's kind of casually brought up that he watched The Tender Bar and I became enraged because there's so many good movies out there and for him to be wasting his his time watching that that drivel was uh, very upsetting
1: to me. When you know, this is a man who's never seen Thunder Road, did, right? Exactly. Did he, he did he actually bar. defend the drivel? Did he say, "Oh, well, by the way, Anderson, you're yeah. mistaken"?
0: Oh, you have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it was a very good performance. Uh, I don't know why he sounds just like <laughs> Brian in my head. He's like, yeah, you know, there are some good <laughs> set pieces. I, I I quite enjoyed the Tender Bar, and then I got uh, a bunch of emails from listeners saying, "How dare you talk about a movie you've never seen and
1: denounce it?" So I'm like, hey, you know, fair point. So, I mean, I guess within this giving this season where, you know, the year's almost over, possibly Anderson. Not, Greg,
0: don't say that. That's stressful. <laughs> <No>. That's <laughs> so much to
1: do this year. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying the Tender Bar might be a giving time. You might on a, on a given day have some of that, those whiskeys you have or, or maybe a nice I'm beer. Not maybe going yeah. to drink and watch the Tender Bar. <laughs> okay. Just, I'm Maybe night Next time when I'm over to Cold Cockle Productions, I might, uh we might, uh, after we record our Patreon episode, by the way, we may maybe a couple of minutes of the tender bar, maybe. What do you think? No. Right? Okay. No. Okay. Well, we have a lot of movies to watch on our Patreon episode mm-hmm. anyway, because you picked, what did you pick? You picked uh, Black What? Yeah. Black What? black uh black sunday greg Black sunday bruce Dern as a terrorist wow. trying to uh, take the uh, goodyear blimp the
0: actual goodyear blimp to the super bowl to uh kill as many people as possible that is black sunday 1977's black sunday a movie that absolutely 100 percent will not have a prayer of being made today uh, in the fashion that it was made, using the actual Goodyear blimp, using the actual NFL logo and the actual Super Bowl in light of uh, you know, the world that we live in today. Imagine the NFL ever signing off on a movie. We're like, oh yeah, you wanna you wanna construct a movie around possibly killing everyone at our Super Bowl, which no one's even allowed to say Super Bowl. I, I might be this might be illegal right now. Me just saying Super Bowl, <laughs> I, I might have to say the big game because they trademarked
1: it. You know what? You know well, I mean? it's well, it's a good great. choice. John Frankenheimer. I mean, he's one of my favorite directors. I still haven't seen Black Sunday. So I'm excited to see it. You've already done the homework. You've already seen it. Our second choice. By the way, we're spotlighting for a Patreon episode 19, the year 1977. And I'm making it sort of an audible. And I apologize already, Anderson, for this choice, because this is our our good buddy, Bruce Porky. He's obsessed with this filmmaker named Lar- Larissa Shapitko. Russian filmmaker and it's the movie is called The Ascent and I really enjoyed it. It might be another squeal experience or a jallo Suspiria experience for you Anderson. So I ahead of time excited check us out on Patreon. 1977 Anderson seems to really love Black Sunday. We'll, we'll, let's see what he thinks of this right. movie called I'll The Ascent. Jump to jump to conclusions. Oh oh, oh um, okay. Well, see how me Any, and my bias.
0: Well, John Williams did the score too and you oh, can tell that uh, he didn't really Oh, you know, uh, up to the plate i think john williams watches i think a lot of uh you know these big guys will probably watch a movie and they'll be like all right let me see what kind of effort i want to bring to this project oh mm. wow
1: i'll bring my c game oh um, uh, you know you know what you have a you have a situation you're like a mob hit with anyone with spielberg and his crew you i think you're you're targeting steven spielberg targeting <laughs> i'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm just watch you.
0: watch black sunday and see if any of his score gets in your head at all like a couple times you're like oh that's john williams and then it just goes right away this is the man who did jaws and star wars and superman and it's insane yeah. and like there's really very little john williams in black sunday uh yeah Oh. T- I need to, to hear from Bruce Perky why he loves this director so much. Uh,
1: oh, I love Frankenheimer, but as far as the Ascent. Frank. Oh, yeah. Larissa yeah. Shepetko. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, oh, oh. This is a little bit of a tease. I, I think Anderson might have already seen The Ascent. We'll see what happens next week on our Patreon when we record it for you guys, for you cinematics listeners and who subscribe please. to Patreon. Black and white takes place in the snow. Oh, okay. So a lot so you, of contrast oh, okay. going on. A lot of high Anderson. contrast. Anderson, I try to listen. You've been a friend for how many how many years? I know deep down inside do. your favorite movies are snow snowbound movies. And I said, no, that's not true, not true at all. Before we get to this week's releases previews, is there any other big recommendation from the last month, Anderson, that you want? Yes. Okay. What's the yes, big one? Yes, there is, Greg. Yes, sir. Hey, we mentioned that you can see
0: our beautiful faces on the old, uh, video, like that, uh, this is on the old YouTubes now. And, uh, okay, yeah. every single show that we do, uh, and every show that you do with the old, uh, Eric and Bruce over
1: there. Uh, I don't even know who those guys are. It's just, it's just me and you right now. You can who, see,
0: what, oh, You yes. can see how we do it. You can see us doing it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence, but I understand that this is like part of the, you know, part and parcel and you kind of got to do this now. So. Wish I could have done it back in my sweet threesome days. That that I can tell you, when I had my long hair. Actually, I think I met you right around that time when I had my <laughs> long blonde hair and I looked. I sw- think-
1: actually, no, it was right after that. Oh, I, really? I met
0: you uh, with like spiky blonde tips.
1: I think I. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those years. I remember you with the, the tips.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's when I met you. You missed my Kurt Cobain hair days, which uh, you're probably oh. lucky. Did you
1: did you have crazy. the the big military boots, the the black military boots? And no, I didn't have combat boots. That wasn't actually combat. No,
0: I was one of the bands. Oh, okay. But hey, speaking of that, uh, time, yes. there was movies that came out in that time uh, that were kind of grungy and kind of dirty looking. And Owen Klein, mm. kid, who played Frank in The Squid and the Whale, has yes. made a movie. And I highlighted it last time I got together with you, Greg. Yes. About August 26th. It's called Funny Pages. It's shot on film. It's 90s style indie. And while this movie is not for any everyone, I would say of our audience, I'd say probably two out of five of our audience uh, listening right now will love this movie as much as I did. I absolutely love Funny Pages. Uh, if you like um, Crumb, um, American Splendor, Crumb, uh, Ghost World, Ghost World to a lesser extent, because this one's much grungier and dirty, Softy Brothers. Uh, it's got a, a Safty Brothers vibe for sure. Right. It's got a, uh, a bit of a Harmony Korine vibe, but the lead is great. the The dark humor is fantastic. Uh, Todd Salons definitely comes to mind.
1: Uh, I really like Funny Pages quite a bit. You liked it, but you also said you loved it. Is it more on the love side or the like side, Anderson? Thinking it's love.
0: I, oh I, I was goodness. really enjoying this movie quite a bit. It was. It all kind of. I don't know if it really stuck the landing for me. It's a short film. I would have liked a little bit more. Uh, also it's it's got a little bit of uh uh alex perry ross alex ross perry yes uh vibes yes. to it listen up philip and uh, color wheel like it's it's got like he owen klein the little kid <laughs> the little brother in squid the whale has grown up to make something very particular and i feel like he nailed it i feel like he made exactly the movie he wanted to make
1: it's not called the sticky pages um
0: because no. of his work you
1: know, <laughs> oh, in Squid and Whale, yes. right, yes. yeah, right, yeah, family I'm sorry, no, I no, I meant because of the, he put stickers on the on the thing and the Squid with if I recall.
0: Owen Klein, as a youth, okay. as a youth, yeah, he yeah. wanted to be a cartoonist, and uh, this is all about a young kid. I didn't even say what the movie is about. I would not even call it a coming of age because I don't know if anyone. Any, any well, I guess, kind of, yeah there's definitely an arc there for sure, but uh, it's about a young kid who's uh, on the precipice of uh, being done with high school or just finished. And all he wants to do is be a cartoonist and all his parents want him to do is go to college and get a real job. And he's obsessed with, uh, you know, this very profane, dirty, grungy type of, of art and uh, in, in comic strips, which are, you know, I've got a cult underground following and it starts off with a bang. I mean, it's it's really thinning the herd right off the bat as far as audience goes, because the very first thing that you see are like up close shots of this really profane uh, comic book strip involving buttholes and, you know, genitalia and, you know, hacks sure. that are not worthy of uh, not 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 worthy not uh explicit, explain very explicit uh things and it's just kind of rubs you the wrong way right off the bat i was like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna like this movie but then you know from there it moves to new places i really like this movie
1: does the wind up you said it were you disappointed by the wind up it seems maybe it wasn't a completely full me well maybe it might be a four star film for you i don't know it feels like maybe a, like a four star but not a four complete- four and a half
0: it's still marinating i've seen it like three days ago and i'm still thinking about uh-huh. it and i'd like to revisit it
1: actually I'd like to put it on while I'm doing something else in the background. Cause it's just got a good rhythm, good cadence. It's, it's <laughs> a new voice. Maybe you're excited about the voice of Owen yeah. Klein moving forward. It was really
0: impressive that he was able to. I don't want to say a brand new voice because it it definitely mimics you know styles that I already cited. But and the lead kid, I don't have his name in front of me because I'm not doing like a proper review here. But he was he was great. He was fantastic. He reminded me of a young Mike Carano for those of you might know Mike Carano. Oh, speaking of Mike Carano, Mike Carano and I, we finally our business is up and running. We're ready to shoot. We're ready to shoot your video. We're doing Cleverkind Productions. Uh, Mike is my partner in this now. It's a it's a production company that I created during COVID actually, and now um, we're just finally getting uh, getting going. We have every all the equipment you would need, all the ideas you could need. Mike and I together will come up with. Um, something that is definitely unique. We can call color inside the lines. We can go way outside those lines if you want. So Mike and I are a great team. Uh, we were working on that documentary for a while together and we're like, you know, why don't we do this together? So uh, if That's you would cool. like any more information on Cleverkind kind productions uh, on any kind of um, video shoot, you might need for your business or stills or editing or color process and color correction and grading, every, everything we do it, we literally can do anything. There's nothing we can't do. So uh, hit us up uh, cleverkindproductions.com. Wow. Had no idea, Anderson. That's very cool. I mean, I think that's you how might... I got to make a, make a living. I mean, you know, Addie's, Addie's, Addie's Antiques is fun to do with the wife, but I mean, I, I got to put my
1: actual skills to work over here. Now that Atticus is in school, I,
0: I find myself with
1: time. It's so, very interesting. And how, in, in general, uh, how do you and Mike really complement each other as far as the workflow goes, as far as what will people get with when they get the Mike and Anderson package? Because that's very interesting.
0: Mike will get you phenomenal images. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen his work, but that, that guy can shoot. Uh, he, he knows his cameras, whether he knows it or not. Uh, Mike's one of these artists who, you know, thinks all of his work is terrible, but you know, people who look at it, know it's not. So I keep him on track. I get, I will definitely, you know, get the best work out of Mike just by telling him it's good. Let's do this. And let's continue. So I give him the confidence that he needs. I also do all the business side of things and talk to the people. And once we're on set, uh, you know, I it's it's a lot of fun. Cause Mike and I just, you know, we're it, Mike is very fun to to be around. Like you just feel good when Mike's around, and he's a funny guy, and he's self deprecating. I love Mike. I love Mike. And but then he gets the camera in front of his face, and uh, you know he shoot And I know how to you know frame a shot. So we got the two camera system. We can do everything in four K, and uh, the turnaround is quick too because Mike will um, be. <laughs> beholden to having things finished and delivered don't have them shoot your wedding for free but if you pay him he'll get it get you the stuff but like i think tyler's still waiting for some pictures that he shot 12 years ago of tyler's wedding but if you pay him he'll get the stuff uh done lickety split so
1: that is very cool really excited for that partnership clever kind productions again cleverkindproductions.com
0: yeah cleverkindproductions.com. And it was Mike and I who came up with, uh, ultimately came up with, with uh, the, the premise for, for groupers, whether, you know, for better or for worse. I mean, it was Mike and I ex- and Tyler to a lesser extent exploring that idea of having two homophobes, uh, having to be attracted to each other to get out of a bad situation uh, involving a finger trap. And that was Mike who kind of got with the uh, very sophomoric idea uh, that ultimately was all what groupers was all centered around. So that's just one example. We also do oh. I, Mike also does miniatures, uh, and, and stop motion animations. So uh, he's done some really good work for Dana Gould and Whoa. I. Seen films and stuff that's been on TBS. He used to work for Dennis Miller. Uh, he shot like every comedian you can imagine, uh, while, while he was a lead for head photographer at the improv. I mean, Mike is very, very good. And, uh, the two of us together will, uh,
1: yeah, we make a very strong team. I'm say. very okay. excited. I am very, very excited. You, you want us
0: to shoot, buddy? You got a Bart mitzvah coming up or anything? I,
1: I am definitely. If yeah. I had, if, if I had some sweet cash, you guys would be the first people I'd hire. Not just because you guys are friends, but I, I literally like that combination. No, no doubt. So, well, am gonna? I- yeah, I, I think that's a winning combination. Okay, and I, I sound like an ad person, but no, I, you guys are very, very talented. I'm very excited oh, thanks, to buddy. see Thank you guys you. work together. Not just, I mean, you guys. You you guys are very, very close friends, and I think you each have very interesting separate talents, which will combine very, very good. And we know
0: each other very well. We know how to work well together. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a whole lot of fun.
1: Uh, So, yeah, let's
0: let's, let's get this going.
1: All right. Let's get this going. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Okay, so this week, Mm -hmm. are you excited? There's one thing. There's one movie I'm really excited about. Have you seen
0: anything that Mm -hmm. was worth talking about since I saw you last?
1: Uh, okay, so I'm going to tell listeners: I do not see three thousand uh, years of longing, even Craig, though I like,
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, but I know no. Eric saw Clerks three last night. I talked to him on the way over the film vault, and uh, oh, he I enjoyed just... it quite a bit. And I know, that, I know, the
1: critics' consensus is uh, fresh. Oh, very. Clerks again, I, I don't know who Eric is. Very interesting. Got to meet this guy one of these days. Eric Hamslime. 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 Hamslime Eric Hamslime at gmail.com. No, look, there's a movie called Medieval. I know you and I. We different things. Okay, come on on, you and i both love ben foster we've reviewed the program in a years ago on cinematics of the you program li- yeah you, you like steven lance armstrong yes we love we both enjoyed it very underrated film ben foster underrated. Who else, i'm sorry if you know who else is in the program who like, what who is else Jesse, oh yeah, Jesse Plemons. Okay, this is a movie that maybe I would I would love to revisit again, just because Jesse Plemons' star has risen so much. That said, Ben Foster in Medieval, you've heard some things. I believe if you're a fan of Braveheart, Braveheart, Kingdom of Heaven, all these epic adventure movies, Ben Foster is the lead in this movie. Don't want to get too much into the plotline. It's just sword, a lot of sword brutality, sword shields, maces, he carries. Medieval, yeah, it's it's medieval. So I think if you're looking for a big fantasy, not fantasy, epic adventure with a lot of violence, like kind of gladiator style, and you like Ben Foster, Medieval is worth a watch in theaters this weekend. There's a lot of stuff on, in theaters this weekend, but in my opinion, this movie directed first time filmmaker Peter Yackel. It's a really well done film. Sophie Lowe also stars in this film, Michael Caine. So yeah, I really loved it a lot. Be- Eric Hamslime and Bruce Perky did not like this movie as as much as I did. I think Eric mm. kind of liked it. He gave it three stars. I give it four and a half stars. Would love to hear what you think about it, Anderson, when it comes out, probably – on streaming for you, I think. Are you going to see this when it comes out on streaming because you like Ben Foster Anderson or you're no, just I don't like him that much? I mean, let's not get crazy. Oh, geez. Okay. All right. So that oh, was I'm sorry, big... but the... I'm sorry. I thought you liked, loved him as much as I do. 310 to Yuma. So I good. I mean, I like the, the messenger Anderson. Day. I almost cried at the, the Woody Harrelson bit with him. I don't know if you have saw the messenger, really great movie. Now for September 16th, Anderson, what is your big, Big uh, big pick because I have something for you for September 15th on Thursday, the day before. Did you see that Honk for Jesus? Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, yes. I, I liked it. Three three out of five stars. It, hmm. Really good performances. Didn't really stick the landing for me. Love the performances. The movie itself. The movie itself didn't really... It's a mild recommend. It didn't... The closing. I love, like you said, sticking the landing, Anderson. It didn't fully... If it had a, a, an explosive or actually satisfying ending, I would have liked it a lot more. But again, just for the performances, it's a three out of five for me. Did, you actually saw this, Anderson? You saw the movie on Peacock? Yeah, I did. Oh, no. Did not enjoy Did not oh, enjoy what's, Oh, no. No, this is a two-star two star Anderson rating. Why did you watch this? This doesn't Wait, well, – I'm sorry. Did I was you, assigned I, it. Brian
0: assigned it to me because oh. he lacks – he lacks uh, imagination. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I got a movie. Yes. I got a movie for September 16th. Yes. A movie called see how they run. Greg, did you uh, flag this one?
1: I did kind of flag it. I was supposed to go to a screening. I, I I I backed out because I don't like to go out. Anderson, as you know, I, I haven't. When's the last time I visited Cold Cocker Productions? Two thousand seventeen. It's been I a mean, while. I live
0: far away from you now, so I can't. Uh, I can't blame it. Uh, so,
1: okay. yeah. No, no, but it looks like a movie that their Fox Searchlight is burying. It looks like one of these madcap kind of comedies that mm-hmm. maybe don't work, but right. it has a really good cast. I mean,
0: it does. It has a great cast, and that's mainly why I. Uh, why I gotta, Why I I flagged it is uh, mainly it's because it's Sam Rockwell. Uh, who doesn't love uh, themselves from Sam Rockwell? Adrian Brody's also in here. I uh, so, uh, I always mess up her name. Ronan. How do you say it? S- uh, Soshi Ronan. Sosha Ronan. Yeah. Sosha. so you to say and yeah. then I talk right over you both times. Okay. Dave yellow I mean, everyone is in this movie, but it's a PG thirteen, very very like slick looking, and when I say slick, I mean, what is that clean looking Hollywood movie that's overlit type thing you know what i mean right like tom a, george directed uh who george, who directed what tom george who i'm, I'm not ta- familiar with I'm uh, not familiar. okay for, yeah, yeah but uh, he's got a pretty good cast here and uh he's known for this country and defending the guilty those mm. are the
1: movies he's a british fellow i haven't heard british i haven't heard much about this movie really good cast again this is one of those movies even though it's in theaters this weekend i think i'm just gonna wait Sure. Maybe give it a shot if it when it comes out on whatever streaming platform it comes out. But it's interesting because Saoirse Ronan she's usually known for whenever her movies come out, it's a big theatrical release. And this one, it isn't going to be in theaters, but I think it's going to be ignored when it comes out this weekend. But I think you're right. So I just
0: thought I'd throw it out there for the same Rockwell lovers uh, amongst us. I am one. Um, what else you got, Greg? I got two more for this this week.
1: Okay, well, I'm, okay. So I have a big one. M- Michael Haneke. Are you? A f- I know you're not a big fan of the old movie that he did. What is it? Uh, Cocoon Haneke style. I forgot the name of the movie. More, the more. I uh, love okay. me some Haneke though. Give me either Funny Games. Funny Games. So you like Funny Games a lot, right? You, you either one, like you said, either. So the his version. Give me Benny. The, Benny's video. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of Haneke. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So, okay. Other than more, you like haneke Well, there is a movie. I mean, movie. He doesn't give a, he doesn't, I'm with
0: cuss. He does not, I'm sorry to cut you off, but he does Good. not care about his audience at all, which I can appreciate. Well, like, you get the sense that he does not, you know, you watch a movie and you're like, Oh, like they're, they're, they're making sure that I'm paying attention here. And they're making sure, you know, like they're keeping the, the rhythm. He does not care. Like he doesn't care if anyone, everyone's falling asleep for, you know, 20 minutes at
1: a time. Oh, that's very interesting. There's sense. a move. There's a movie called Speak No Evil. It sounds like a horror thriller. In many ways, it is a little bit. It has some of those touches. But here's the plot line. It centers on two families, one Danish, one Dutch. Okay, they have a really nice time in Tuscany. They meet each other in Tuscany. They each have one child. Eventually, as time passes, the Dutch family invites the Danish family to their remote house out in the countryside, out in the forest. And the Danish family, they're really excited because they're just a boring suburban family. They live in the city and they want a little bit of outdoorsy, kind of a weekend outdoorsy vibe. So they, this Danish family, they go to the Dutch family's home in the forest. And what ensues is a mixture. The story is a mixture of like awkward comedy, which is Curb Your Enthusiasm style, Mm. and the aforementioned Funny Games, which it's just it becomes such a horrific experience in many, many ways. Ultimately, without giving too much away, this family who supposedly they're supposed to be fast friends, there's a lot of social interactions where things are mixed signals, social interactions go south. They don't really vibe with each other. And what happens when that happens? Well, I don't know. This family who had a great time in Tuscany, ultimately they're strangers. And what happens when you cohabitat or cohabitate with strangers something bad can happen and that is a premise of speak no evil it is exclusively on shutter starting starting september 15th on thursday and this is one of these movies i hope it and also it's an ifc midnight release i hope it gets a little bit more traction and this is a movie that i highly recommend that you watch anderson it's it is a, the wrap up is devastating. And I think it is one of these movies that I think as the years progress, you will reference Speak No Evil quite a bit.
0: Oh, I love those. And it's part of the, the lexicon, that. becomes part of the uh, stable of this will, movies to refer to. Love this that. This will,
1: this will part, this will be, there, there's a, <laughs> this will be an Anderson Cowan lexicon kind of film, which hmm. you can actually, this is what you can go to the well. On speak no evil and it'll pay you dividends. So I'm going to make sure that I, I would love to actually get you a, a link if possible. So yeah, speak did, no evil. Did, did you? Did you? Uh,
0: oh, I got it. I got a link from Shutter already. Right. Oh, oh, very good. You're good. Uh, please. Did, please did, see why? It. Why did you bring Haneke into this? Just because it's a haneke type
1: feel? Right. It's misleading. It's yes. Well, the the bleak and and ultimately just the violent nature of things that a lot of, okay, so this is one of those movies that I would not recommend to a lot of people. Like you just said with funny pages, this is a very big barrier to entry film. But if you are a diehard cinephile where your taste level is actually like you, Anderson is very broad. It will. And and you don't mind being offended or disgusted or sickened. <laughs> I'm just saying this is going to be right up your alley. They're, sickened they're in like with Gore fashion. Sick How in, am I going to be second? In? in the situation, what what happens? The it's not gory, but it is violent, okay. and it's it's a violence that I think a lot of people won't be able to take. Shy away from yes, okay. Shy away from so please, and I would love to see. You know what? I would love to see what your your buddy um, Brian thinks of it. I, maybe send it to Avery, and you know what? Just because he saw the tender bar, maybe send a link to Tyler as punishment. So would not watch I've been trying to get Tyler to watch
0: anything Jim Cummings has done for the last two. Two years and he just he won't and then and then that guy gives me as many people do grief for uh saying no to things and being standoffish like you know when someone when someone recommends a movie like you just did like speak no evil i'll probably spend an extra week now not watching it (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I told you. No, no, no. In fairness, remember how much I pumped dinner in America? And you had to be really forced to actually watch
0: it. I didn't it? have to be forced. No, there was a, i had good reason. I trusted you. I trusted other people who were telling me my my buddy Garth Donovan Donovan from uh Boston. Uh good good friend. I trust him because he knows my taste. I, I, dinner in America, gotta watch it. And I didn't do it because it was not available here at stateside, and I didn't want to like be gushing about a movie that no one could see. I know a lot of people would like to do that and get the jump, and but I just I don't. It's frustrating as a listener to not be able to see something that you want to see. So I I had the link, but I didn't want I didn't want to talk about it until it was actually available to everybody. Okay, yeah. I did America.
1: Can I tell you that? Did I have I told you that? Is it still? But it's still your number one with the bullet this year, right? Is it? Uh, whoa, well, number no one. Way. No way. It no might be right behind it. What? Which one? You know what might be right behind it? As these words don't right say, oh speak no evil what no no r r r oh wow i have you know as a person of color and minority I, I refuse to watch r r R. so rise so, you know. roar, revolt okay I, eventually i'll watch it my mom has seen it uh, before i have I, i'm Your the mom one has one. seen it my mom loves it and she told me immediately she said i have to see it and i said well it's not in the original language i, I did one of those hey things. do me a favor when you watch r r Yes. I, how you plan on watching this thing? Probably in my 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 iPad. I this this is little <laughs> iPad right here. a Little iPad. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Anderson. Folks who do not have the video, Anderson just left his Cold Cockle uh, Productions domicile. You know, I mean, if I didn't, this is my iPad, folks. My iPad, folks. And, and Anderson might Unless not. Unless you have watch
0: a twenty foot iPad, I prefer you not watch it that way.
1: Okay? Is that a euphemism? No, I I really don't know. Oh. I okay, I'll, I'll watch it on my big screen, on the big screen. I do have a big screen in my bedroom, so I watch it that way. So. That's, that's a big recommend. RR five stars for you, Anderson? Number two this year.
0: Yes. Yeah? So I, I think I, I have to, you know, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, there's no way. I, I, I those are the two best movies I've seen all year. Two of the best movies I've seen
1: in the last 10 years. Okay. Internet in yeah. America and RR. Okay. What are your picks? What are, You have one more pick for September 16th. I do. Uh, actually, I have two more picks.
0: Yeah. One is a big one. I, I, I imagine a bunch of us going to be seeing this next week. I already have my tickets. I'm going to see Pearl. Got to see how right. X uh, uh, got uh, to become Pearl,
1: how Pearl became Pearl, the prequel to X. Right. And you liked X. You gave it a really good review when mm. you saw it. Oh, okay.
0: It wasn't made for me, but I enjoyed it. It's just these movies, these, these horror films. I don't like jump scares. I don't like being, you know, very, very uncomfortable with like violence and like, you know, that the, the ensuing, you know, impaling that's about to happen on screen. It's like, or like someone looking through the peephole and like, you know, that they're going to get the thing in the eye. Like I, I, I don't. It's an ordeal. However, this was a good I mean it was a well made ordeal of a film and uh I was laughing out loud by the end, which is the best kind of
1: like it wasn't I wasn't laughing at the movie, I was laughing it was have you seen X? I've not seen X, but the what I will probably see it because look Let's be fair. You are not the biggest fan of a, of the horror genre. That said, X, do you feel, is an upscale of the genre for you. This Oh, for C- sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, By great. West crushed it. And uh, I, I really like,
0: you know, like where it ended up. It was pretty interesting. And now we get to wrap up with uh, Pearl. And, uh, you know, Pearl, it ends with a trailer for Pearl, which was pretty great. Ah, I see. I'm watching the trailer right now. And she just took out a goose with a pitchfork. Like, I, I don't. It's an ordeal.
1: <laughs> but you, but you actually purchased your. So you're seeing it this weekend with your on on AMC. You're actually watching it in theaters. Yeah, you're I'll be watching
0: it in the old theater there.
1: And, and you're not. You're actually literally excited to see it, not just because you have to review it next week for the film ball. This is a literal excitement because you liked X.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more excited than I would be a lot of other movies that I have to watch, such as The Ascent. Oh,
1: <laughs> very good. Thank you. That is. I I need to put a drum fill there. That's very good, Anderson. Now look. Was that your last pick for September 16th? No, the, it,
0: the, the last one, and I think you're going to be on with me here is uh,
1: Moonage Daydream. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Who's David? Uh, David, uh, Louis, David? Yeah, Louis. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be a great documentary, uh, right? By Brett Morgan, who knows how to make a uh, documentary, uh, and uh, it's all about uh, the old, uh, the old uh, David Bowie over there, and yeah. I wonder if they're going to have his, his son weighing in. His son is also a filmmaker. I wonder if he had anything to do with it. It doesn't look like it on first glance uh, when mm. I was searching. But David Morgan made a, a Morgan. documentary, mm. Montage of Heck, which I uh, I liked quite a bit. I produced uh, The Kids' Days in the Picture way back in the day, which was one Love of my that. favorite documentaries, uh, all about Bob
1: Evans. Um, I did the junket for that and Bob Evans after oh, he directed the interview. It. He directed it and wrote it, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. He, Oh, I have to check it out. Yeah, after the interview, um, I, I asked Bob Evans, "Can you sign my book?" The kid stays in the picture, and he did so in, in the garage. You see the documentary? I love the documentary. The kid stays okay. in the picture. Really? oh. Okay. So you're,
0: you're you're saying that about uh, Robert Evans? About you no, you're you're saying that you have to see it about uh, this new one, which is Moonage Daydream. Yes, um, it's the uh, it's a but a, a, a David Bowie documentary that's been it's been on the circuit for a while. It's been out there. I've been seeing trailers for this thing like six for six months in
1: theaters. So. I should see this, but hey, I'm a pearl instead. I'm, well, I'm a, I'm a big David Bowie. I'm not a big David Bowie fan. I'm just saying, but I I do appreciate his music, so I like some of his albums. And I'll definitely once it gets to streaming, I'll I'll be watching Moon Age Daydream, a movie that I'm actually almost finished. But we're recording this, and I'll finish it afterwards. It's a movie called. Are you a fan of any of those Fletch movies with Chevy Chase at all? Did they land with you the deadpan dry wit which you just did with the Bruce Perky reference, which I I thought that the ascent that was funny. Do you like th- that Fletch style? I thought. I thought it was uh you know I watched it when I was a kid the the original and there's a
0: couple others aren't there I don't I don't know I'm not a, I would not call myself a Fletch fan but I understand the allure I
1: understand the attraction you're not a f- but are you a fan I of that Excuse me the humor when Chevy Chase goes have... uh, he yeah. like to t- yeah yeah it's here they've been trying to make an, another Fletch movie for years Kevin Smith tried to make one with Jason Lee and Jason Sudeikis as Fletch never got off the ground finally where is Jason Lee is he... I know he's just he, I think he's, he's living somewhere a, out in a Texas or something. Wonder. No I don't know where he is. He's, he hasn't even in, been in any of those Kevin Smith films, right? I know, I missed him. He was one of maybe, my favorites. Maybe he was in Jane Silent Bob for a cameo. But look, Con- Confess Fletch, it's in theaters on in, on digital and on demand on Friday, September 16th. John Hamm is Fletch. Look, I like deadpan dry with humor. On digital, I believe it's worth a look. It feels like a TV movie. So I my personal take, don't watch it in theaters. Save your money. Purchase it on digital as a rental. It's worth it if you like those Fletch movies. He's good as Fletch. It's and you just saw f- it. I'm about 80% finished, and right. I actually liked it. I'm no, I'm not I can't. Just lie to the audience. and let them, I, I, I feel I, like I, you, you've I, seen, finished I, it. I, I, didn't, I did see it. I did. No, no, I, I didn't see it. I'm oh. actually 80% of the way done, but you, I can't- The last 20% is a credits. You just stopped watching. I just stopped watching. Because <laughs> Confess Fletch out on Friday, if you like that kind of humor, maybe that's might be interesting to watch. I haven't wrapped it up yet, so I can't really you give it uh, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Good. Greg Matola from The Day Trippers and Super Bad. So, mm-hmm. this is a real director. So, real. And keeping up with the Joneses. So, who knows? Right, so Might be interesting. Super Bad. Remember, uh, who was it? it? Was It was
0: Seth Rogen and. Yeah, the McGlove and Jonah Hill. There you go. No, no, it's the play, like the cops, the guys that played the cops. Was, oh, the uh, cops. Hader. Oh, Bill, Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader and Seth Rogen. Like, yeah. that was so goofy. It did not belong in, like, yeah. the movie is goofy as all, but but it was the cop scenes that was just too over the top for me to really, it might be a weird thing to pick a nit with, but
1: is this movie more of
0: that, the cop side of things, or I like, the kids actually trying to get beer and whatnot?
1: You know what's Here's the thing.
0: Because one side at- of that, one foot of that movie was in reality, like stuff that I recognized from growing up. And the other... But was in like total goofy cops doing donuts and drinking and smoking weed or whatever.
1: Yeah, Superbad's a different kind of humor than Confessed Fletch. I would say probably, and it's a more ambitious movie than than uh, Confessed Fletch, you know when someone actually describes a movie as sort of like a breezy... Superbad's more <laughs> ambitious. I mean, yeah, because it, there's there's a lot more stuff going on. I prefer Superbad more. This is more of like a solid recommendation so far, so far. And it's more of a breezy romp, comedic romp. A lot of people will not like it. Again, there's that barrier to entry. If you don't like John Hamm doing all these quippy stuff, it might not be for you, but... I'm that guy. That's my sense of humor. That's September 16th, September 23rd. Anderson, what's your pick for September 23rd? I
0: mean, there's so much. Is, Is this the oldest trick in the book that we're seeing happening with Don't Worry, Darling, where it's like any press is good press? There's been so much going on and all the headlines and the things that i'm reading are like oh they didn't see this coming and this is really uh problematic for this movie all this controversy and it's like is it is it problematic because everyone's talking about this movie and i don't know if everyone will be talking about this movie if there wasn't all of the controversy going on around it.
1: right it is one of those movies that's getting really mixed reviews and I, i haven't seen a review that is really praiseworthy of the film it seems like a sophomore slump from Olivia Wilde.
0: Don't so, worry, darling, is uh, Olivia Wilde's follow-up to uh, Super Smart. I mean, uh, Booksmart. Book
1: You're right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> very good, Anderson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a very, very different tone. And I got to say, I love the look of it. Love the trailer. Love myself from Florence Pugh. And Matthew Libatique. You like that? Love this.
1: Who,
0: who? What? Matthew
1: Libatique, the, the cinematographer. Matthew Libatique. Okay. Le- yeah. See, I was into sort of that thing where I pretended like I knew who you were talking about. I'm yeah, him. he's one of the DP. I think he. I, don't, I think he used to work with Aronofsky. I could be wrong. I mean, it looks to- the, the movie looks great. The 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 props look great. I love MCM. I mean, it looks all
0: all the stuff that Jillian and I go out and hunt for at these estate uh, sales. Right, like it's very like of, and I love Palm Springs as the backdrop. Uh, however, Olivia Wilde, um, I've been hearing reports from people who work in the business as well as. Yeah, that she's a lot <laughs> that she's just a lot and uh you know she's got a lot of energy and uh maybe it's not all you know I've, I've been kind of keeping up with some of the salaciousness of like that her message to uh shia labeouf i don't know if you saw that video where she's like trying to keep him on and then yeah walking yeah i still think that she might not have been lying maybe she ended up firing him when he said that he could no longer you know do what she was asking and I think he was on his way out, anyways. But maybe she fired him. Just I, who knows? If I, the Florence Pugh thing is really interesting, because she can do no wrong. She's an angel, and she may or may not have big problems with
1: Olivia Wilde. Nothing's been substantiated, so I don't. I don't. Know. She's the only one who gets out, gets away with this unscathed because she's getting good notices for performances. Yep. You're Harry right. Styles is getting mixed reviews, obviously for his performance. They believe he's overmatched. Now going back to the look Chris of the Pine film is not really even
0: getting off unscathed because they're saying that he's completely checked out and not really even paying attention during um, the press
1: junkets. Right, right. And then they're it's, saying that Harry
0: Styles may or may not have spit on him. Did you see yeah, that?
1: Yeah. And then Harry Styles came out with the thing like, "No, I did not spit." And then they both they, yeah, it's a whole brouhaha. And maybe like you said, maybe it's I smoke and mirrors kidding. to get some kind of revenue in to th- uh, butts and see to see, "Don't worry, darling." And I think it might actually work. I they think might it actually
0: will work too. I think it's probably a middle middling movie with some good performances and some, you know, swings and misses, but I think everyone's going to want to go out and see what all the the, the hubbub's about,
1: right? Yes. What you and I need to know more about is we need to know more about the actual work of the cinematographer of Don't Worry, Darling, Matthew Libatique. His credits include The Fountain by Aronofsky. He also, oh yeah, I saw that. He also, yeah, he also did Black Swan by Aronofsky, and he's also the lenser behind Aronofsky's upcoming film that I think you and I are number one with the bullet. Want to see the whale? He's also done that, and. Yeah, see. I'm. I'm glad you brought him up, Greg, because I like the look of this trailer
0: so much. I did something that I don't do as nearly as often as I should, which was look up the cinematographer
1: specifically. And he also directed your one of your favorite films from the last five years, Venom. So I'm excited about that. And um, no, no, Dead Air. So uh, that's it. I would like Venom more today <laughs> than I than
0: I did when really
1: because I, I have context now. I, I'm almost oh. finished with the third.
0: <laughs> spider-man animated series like i'm talking like close to 200 episodes of spider-man i've seen since uh with with my five-year-old since i saw either of the venoms so i have much you know i know eddie brock i know that uh flash thompson was uh was venom in, in one iteration of spider-man I, I i understand venom much more than i than i did before
1: and do you appreciate venom even more than some of those spider-man films rated by because spider-man and venom should be able to coexist
0: on the silver screen but they're not allowed to because of sony and marvel not teaming up right all the others all right, whatever all right uh Bah, 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 bah. so that's my but, only thing don't worry darling but i got four movies to talk about briefly on september 30th we should just crank through these then, huh? yeah let
1: yes yeah let's go to september 30th what what you got let's september see.
0: has been a dumping ground but i was pleasantly surprised in doing the research not just for these last three weeks but for the two weeks prior that you and uh eric and bruce covered and it's a little bit uh going back to september 2nd i was a little bit uh uh, disappointed that i didn't hear the, any of you guys bring up the horror crowd which is a documentary uh interview oh. uh, people who like horror films maybe that speaks to me because i'm still confused as to why people like horror films and or oprah uh both of those <laughs> things confound me I, i'm not <laughs> sure why people like these things but yeah it's a movie revealing intimate documentary spotlighting the hollywood horror community and the you know the people that uh, that love uh, horror movies and, and why they seek them out i know some very nice people like some of the sweetest nicest people i know love to watch people be butchered on stream it's just kind of <laughs> thing and we all just kind of accept that right like oh yeah that's what they're into they like to watch human
1: bodies be butchered do you think I, maybe it's saying something about society or something there's something deeper or not is it just pure thrills why a lot, of pe- a lot of people love horror i think it's probably pure thrill i now this movie's
0: uh called the horror crowd it seems interesting it looks like a talking head documentary but that came out september 2nd i thought i'd spotlight that because uh i didn't i didn't uh I have an opportunity to, Greg. Oh, very
1: good, very good. Uh, Thank you for that. Thank you. For September thirtieth.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Of of the four movies I've pulled, there's one that I'm really excited about. Should I end with that? Yeah, let's start with it. Let's start with the,
1: the good one. I want to hear it. Bros. You got to tell me you're into Bros. You into yeah, Bros? Bro- you yeah, yeah, excited yeah, for Bros? Oh, I, Greg, you? I'm not. married, and I'm single. I might as well start being into Bros. So uh, I know I, I I I. It's a comedy, right? It's a comedy about two guys People who are not. Stole
0: not is the uh, the director and writer, he co-wrote it with Billy Eichner. Now, if you know anything about Billy on the street or Billy yes. Eichner's work, perhaps on the uh, the Lion King remake, Billy Eichner is a treasure. This man is a treasure. He is very cheeky. He's a little see you, t- uh, see you next Tuesday. Uh, I could see like him being very, very mean. If you know him personally, I could see him. He's like a mean Andy Cohen, right? yes God, creative though and funny and just quick-witted and this is going to be done in the same style as forgetting sarah marshall and get to the greek because it's the same writer director as those movies uh nick stoller uh, however this is a rom-com uh with a a, a gay that the gay side of things it's not you know your traditional uh heterosexual rom-com and if you've seen the trailer for this it's it's firing greg on all cylinders
1: i i can't wait to see this movie Yeah, and you—the fact that it co-stars Luke McFarlane is in it, and like you said, the affirmation, Billy Eichner, and Kristen Chenoweth, who's always talented, we love her, and Amy Schumer, really, Jim Rash, some really good Monica Raymond, some really good. The ensemble looks really, really good. So, Bros is a movie you will be watching in theaters. That's your top pick. And I I guess Nicholas Stoller—I don't know—does he has he done a movie since Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I don't haven't really followed his career that much. But he's a very talented filmmaker, so yeah. He he's
0: kind of you know, and he's always in someone else's shadow. Again, here he's going to be in Billy Eichner's shadow, before you know, he was in Siegel's shadow.
1: Uh, but he's oh, Neighbors. He did Neighbors. Get him to the Greek, the five-year engagement, and then in 2016, he did he did Storks. So oh yeah yeah, Storks. I, mean, when, I yeah. forgot. Thank you for
0: bringing up Storks because that was one of my favorite animated movies that I saw that year. Storks so was is, very good. Oh, okay, made so, cry. Greg
1: Andy oh. Sandberg crushed it. Oh, you know what? As uh, Ad, Addie
0: Atticus seen Storks? Has he seen Storks? He did. I, I had him watch a bunch of like children's movies when he was probably too young. But uh, yeah, he also did Neighbors. He, if you recall, Neighbors was good, uh, not great. Uh, didn't, it, 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 you, Neighbors was missing the heart that I think uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall definitely had, and Get Him the Greek had maybe a little less. Uh, Neighbors seemed to be just straight up comedy. I'm thinking there's going to be some heart. I wouldn't be surprised if I watched Bros and got a little choked up here and there.
1: Okay, very that good. Of, uh, that's a great that pick, artist. Man. I think, yeah, I'm a, I should be a sterling guy too. Yeah. He's, he's very talented. So that is bros coming out September 30th. What is your second pick, Anderson? I have one. You have person. something? I just, I just, you only got you, one. I, I, I got one big one and, and I think you know what it is. Come on. Do you, my, my favorite, my hate, my favorite genre is Western. Yeah. So, Walter Hill's yeah. back. Um, Walter Hill is back. He's eighty years old. He's back for a western, and that's it. It, it stars Christoph Waltz. It's, it has Willem Dafoe in it and Rachel Brosnahan's in it. There's some really good actors, and they're working on a on a film directed and written. This is a, the key thing. It's written by Walter Hill. Walter Hill, who spent his life in doing so many different kind of movies, but he's best known actually, even though he's people love him from The Warriors and Streets of Fire, but he. His number one go-to, just like my number one go-to, is the Western genre. So this will be interesting. It's only opening in theaters September 30th. And unfortunately, here's a good, here's the, here's the thing. It's getting mixed reviews. Some people who are Walter Hill enthusiasts like me absolutely eat it up like slop. But I don't know. Anderson, this is one of these movies that I think if you're did you a even Walter- see the title? I don't think you did. Dead for dead, a dead Dollar. For, dead for a Dollar. Sorry. Dead for a Dollar. Dead for a Dollar. Explain yes i love walter hill as a filmmaker i biasly i mean i even loved his work with richard Pryor in brewster's millions i will do it in um, 48 hours anderson even you know so of course of course Cracker, of course and deadwood he was one of the creators of deadwood how can you not so it's one of these
0: things like oh, i like, mean it's on my list i don't know why you're trying to sell me uh however the trailer makes it's a two-hander right it's willem Dafoe versus christoph waltz essentially and it's like right. a, a age-old story like a guy gets out of jail and He's looking for vengeance. It's almost like Cape Fear, it seems like, uh, but done in a Western uh, motif. My biggest problem with the trailer is it looks so overly lit and slick and old school Hollywood, which I don't love. I want some realism. And it looks
1: so moody with all the light bits being perfect. And it's supposed to be a Western. I want a little Uh, dust and dirt. You know what I mean? Look, I disagree with you. I do like the old Hollywood look to a lot of things. That said, I will agree with you on the trailer. I was very disappointed with how the trailer came together. I was not excited about it. If I did not know Walter Hill directed Dead for a Dollar and I was watching this trailer, I go, oh. Oh, yeah. This looks like a trailer that, okay, I can probably see on Netflix at the bargain, at one of these bottom of the algorithm kind of thing. It does not okay. look like a Western that I want to see. It looks like a Redbox movie. Looks like a red box movie, if that. It does not. The images look static. We you're talking about the overlit things, I, I was just thinking they didn't Palma, it didn't look fluid. Almost. Oh come on! <laughs> it didn't. What are doing? That's so funny. You got me on that. You got me on that. It seemed like it, it does it, though. Brian De Palma did the exact. That was my what, biggest problem what, what, with the *Untouchables*. Is it's just too. Plastic. The audio, Anderson. Again, you're not coming through on the audio, it's so just it's plastic, very Greg. It's what, just. It's what? It's no. Just, it's, I mean, yeah. You're coming, not not coming through on the the, the other line, Anderson. So no, I, 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 what did you say, Brian De Palma's most fluid? Yeah, he is a great visionary. Thank you. Is that what you said, Anderson? About well, what else you got for the thirtieth uh, of September? That's oh, it. So sorry. dead for a dollar. I'm excited for. It. I'm gonna get a screening right. for it. I hope. What is, what's your next pick for that for September thirtieth? I mean, it's
0: embarrassing, but I gotta be honest. I'm. I'm. I'm- because of the people involved, I'm a little bit excited to just uh, settle in, and possibly watch The Good House. I don't know if I'm going to find time in my life to watch The Good House, which is a uh, a, a, a dramatic comedy romance uh, between Scorny Weaver and and Kevin Klein.
1: Uh, I've uh, seen. Uh, he, he, are that. you doing it because his son just directed one of the films, films that you loved? Are you giving it? Are you throwing him a bone? Are you throwing Kevin Klein a bone? His
0: son. Owen Klein is not Kevin Klein's son. Yeah. Is it? No. yeah. No, no, really? oh, no, my bad. No, yeah. is it? Yeah. I for the longest time thought that Richard Klein, who plays Larry in Three's Companies, was brothers with uh, uh, Kevin Klein. And then I learned and I said that
1: numerous times. Like, oh, no. On, Klein's Klein. the son of Phoebe Cates and, and uh, Kevin Klein. Didn't you know I that? I didn't know that. I love learning new stuff. I, let me. Let me. I don't trust my own knowledge, so I'm going to look it up right now. But I was okay. So why, this is like a cocoon, a Golden Girls kind of movie. Is that? What you, or you just love them because of the the memory I'll tell flashbacks? You okay, I'll tell yes. you why. Maya yeah. Forbes
0: is the co-director of this. Oh, okay. and she made one of my favorite oh. movies of the last ten years, and that's Infinitely Polar Bear. Um, and she's got a vibe. Now she made something else with Jack Black, which I I did not see, and I don't know how many other people saw the Polka King. Right, that was on
1: Netflix, I believe, did. a couple of years back. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, good point. But she, you know, she's got heart, and uh, she, I really like what she did with Infinity the Pol- Polar Bear, and uh, you know, I I like Kevin Klein
1: quite a bit, and Scorny Weaver, and I didn't know Old Klein was a son. And Owen Klein is his, par- is his parents are Kevin Klein and Phoebe Gates, and you know what's interesting? If you got to, if you ever have time, which you don't, Anderson, you should go on YouTube and put Owen Klein and Criterion. You can actually see Owen Klein in the Criterion closet picking some of his favorite movies. So. Mm. Yeah, just interesting. He's a, like, like us, he's a huge cinephile, but he also comes from really well to do parents from, I don't know, maybe, I don't know where they live, maybe uh, upper west side of New York. I don't know. Very where upper New York type. Yeah,
0: upper five, upper five, yes. <laughs> <Hampton, laughs> Eventually, Hampton this summer. But he rejected all of that. You can tell that in this movie. He, he rejected. And I got a little taste of that. I lived in like a uh, upper middle class uh, city uh, yes. growing up, which I absolutely despised. And I cannot stand the people uh, around me. And I rejected a lot of that. So I, I definitely, I think, uh, relate to to that
1: speaking which
0: i I mean i came from a very like a hard working class family too my mom worked you know as as a nurse and was never home and she slept over you know she worked overnights and we were latchkey kids but we did uh you know live around affluence for sure and i did not respond well to it greg
1: Yes. And I, I, forget. It's, you know, you sound like Greg rocky I, I interviewed Greg rocky years ago for the Doom generation. And I think I asked him about his interview. style, his style. Why is his style a certain way? Why does he, is, is he obsessed about a certain type of storytelling? And he says, well, when you grow up with a certain level of parents, you're going to do exactly, you know, he was talking, I think if you recall, uh, he was talking about growing up in a conservative household and then he, he broke free of that and stuff like that. And he said exactly, I remember 30 years ago, he said the same sentiments that you're saying right now. Greg rocky a filmmaker. I remember you liking back in the nineties. I don't know if if you kept up that love for Iraqi, rocky but to your point about he's, he's getting miss with me because he does take swings a lot of the time and sometimes
0: the ball goes in a direction that i don't really respond to but i really like Iraqi rocky as a filmmaker and
1: uh what he's about too right
0: yeah yeah and what he's about and he was great we had him on love line at least a couple times while i was there and i got to pick his brain and talk to him he came out and smoked with me because he was a smoke smoker and love that Iraqi. Okay,
1: uh, what was so the one so that he good. did with uh joseph gordon levitt Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. That's the one that you and, really liked. I forgot. There was uh I'll look it up right now. But I remember you telling me Greg you said you you stopped me at Westwood One and said, Hey Greg, you've got to see this movie, Joseph Gordon Levitt, and I totally didn't listen to you then and serious skin, I think. Yes, that's it. That's the Is one. Is that it? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And you you really loved it. Greg rock Yeah, he's got a, a he's got quite the uh the wide berth of, of films. I Rocky, we should do like yeah. a
0: spotlight on a Rocky. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I remember you stopped me at our mail slots on Westwood One. You, saw, you, you said how much you liked Mysterious Skin with JGL, and I remember. Remember those Westwood One mail slots that we'd have? This, ap- apropos of nothing, yep. listeners. I apologize, I, I, I could show you exactly
0: where mine was. It was bottom left-hand <laughs> corner. It was the most convenient one of all, and I would get stuff in there from listeners. And get, it was actually our mail. We would get our mail in there. It was out in the open. Anyone could just walk by and grab stuff out of there if they wanted. Yeah, um, I forgot all about that. We get those little inner. In her office envelopes. Yes, stuff, you know? yes. with would uh, untangle wrote, them. I'd write things profane on there. Like I'd write <laughs> like dirty words and
1: stuff that people had no idea. <laughs> it's me. Oh, yeah. Good times back then. Yeah, that was good nice. Time. That was – we're closing with that Proustian moment. What is your final pick for September 30th, Anderson Count
0: Vesper. Vesper is a dystopian future that is one of these laptop-looking-like movies. Uh, it's uh dystopian future involving uh, – have you seen anything? Do you know what I'm talking about with Vesper? Take a look at that trailer and tell me that – It looks really like good? It. it looks interesting? Uh, it looks – I got. Not to oversell it, but Denis Villeneuve—it uh, it looks almost like a rival uh, as far as oh, wow. the uh, the effects and whatnot. So it's after the uh, the collapse of Earth's ecosystem. Vesper, a thirteen-year-old girl struggling to survive with her uh, paralyzed father, meets a woman with a secret who will force her to use her wits, strengths, and biohacking abilities to fight for the possibility of having a future. It's a story we've kind of heard where, like, the child is the only, you know, a young person is the only one we have uh, who could possibly do this. Are they, like almost like she's the one, and I'm sure there's an oracle that she's going to meet. It seems like it might be kind of a tired story. I'm just going off pure look here. This does not look like a sci-fi movie, uh, as in S-Y-F-Y. Sci-fi. The, the uh
1: <laughs> sci-fi. You know, sci-fi. You know
0: sci-fi movies that are just terrible? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the sci-fi network. This looks well beyond that it looks really really big and uh i don't know if
1: it's gonna really get the uh it's still we're still a month away well we're but, still uh, a month away and look i'm I'm glad you meant you asked me about vesper i said no and it goes it goes back to our earlier conversation when you asked oh, me why do I look sad? And I go, well, you know, cause I, I forget everything. And, uh, I, I look on my emails that I requested for a Vesper screener back on August 18th. Oh, you did? I still haven't opened up the screener link for that. But that oh, you requested I, I requested it though. I requested it. And you asked me if I remembered it. And see, I don't remember anything anymore, Anderson. So, uh, my, my fault. That's why I'm closing the show with a little bit of depression. I, I, I keep forgetting. Watch things. funny pages. Funny pages. Definitely I'm watch funny pages. To you should watch that. No, I don't have a link for that, but I I think I will watch it. Um, yeah, watch that. And, and should I watch? Come on, come on as well. Is that this? I know this from a year ago. Why did you bring that up just now? I just wanted to say that I I, came
0: up on the the after the film vault just last night with Brian and I was going on and on about how great it is. And I was upset that he had not seen it yet. Oh really? I, I, this I did not know. That's well, a, I know I, at the end of like the second episode, so I don't think it's posted yet. That's very weird. Why did you bring funny. up? Come on, come on. Why?
1: That's you know. That's I, I think Where's there's the connection. Uh, uh, it's, it's synchronistic. Synchronicity, Anderson. So what's it have to do with anything we're talking about though? Just I do Maybe. A movie. Maybe I don't know. I see dead people. I don't know what's going on. I just for some reason. Are But any so the answer to that is I definitely should see it. And is it a five star film for you or four and a half kind of thing? One of these- four and a half star. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you know, keep the five stars for the, you know, the, like no. the top 20 movies of your life, right? No, five stars to me is the new four star. So I'm okay with that. So, okay. So, okay. Definitely our, our final things to go. Definitely say, come on, come on. CleverkindProductions.com. Great. Uh, another, uh, collaboration with Mike Carano and Anderson Cowan. If you appreciate what no, they I, do as a duo. Yeah. Let, let, a little more context on that just for those of you who have not checked out yet is, uh, you know, I, I've always known that once
0: Atticus was back, you know, in school full time post, you know, through the COVID, and I, there's a lot of interruptions as we all had the interruptions, but I always knew that if I wanted to continue making movies and whatnot, I was going to have to make a, a living doing, uh, things beyond making, you know, narratives and whatnot. So I know how to, to, to do marketing. I know how to tell a story and I've done copywriting. I've done all sorts of things in this business. And, uh, Coupled with Mike, I mean, the quality only goes up. So we are like a full-fledged, experienced production company. Who are uh, you know we're we're available to to do your work. I got contracts, all that stuff. So I, I I know that it's hard to find work. We're going to start you know spending money on on advertising, and on Google Sense, and, and all that stuff to try and get in And Yelp. I've already talked to Yelp for a couple hours. I mean we're we're very serious. We're very motivated. We're going to do this with people who don't know who we are. But I wanted to start with our audience and you know give you know a sliding scale and give a break uh, to people who are looking who have video needs who would like to work with us, whether it's for your business or for personal, uh, anything any, anything it is. We we have. All the tools and the know-how to to bring your vision to life, or if you need a vision, we can help you with that as well. So that's uh, my pitch for Clever Kind Productions. Won't be the f- last
1: time you hear about it either, because this is how I'll be making a living moving forward. Um, on top wow. of everything else, I do. That sounds like a declarative sentence, Anderson. You're very looking forward to this. Uh, this is a big part of how you're going to make a living. I love working, man. I just I love being out there and you know coming up
0: with ideas. It's the one thing that I think I'm really good at. I'm not great at talking. I'm not great uh, at talking about what. Money. You really? I'm, the best yeah. thing I have oh I, is you give me a, a a germ of an idea and let me run with it and I will come up with multiple. Uh, that's the one thing that I know I'm good at and I
1: I you know I don't make most of my living off of that I talk about other people's ideas. Well, I I have nothing to uh, – I'm I'm not good at anything, and I forget everything, but definitely CleverKindProductions.com. You will see it, the link on our show notes. Check us out on Patreon next week. I'm going to be back with Anderson. He, we're going to be talking about Black Sunday and The Ascent, which I I have a feeling that Anderson is giving me – might be giving me the stink eye because I actually put that in a recommendation, and you might have seen it. And Bruce Perky. I'm going to blame Bruce Perky. It's your fault. Anything else before we go, Anderson, to say goodbye to, to our cinematic listeners? that's it thanks guys for listening uh and
0: uh we will be back like greg said i miss you greg and i gotta tell you i love listening to you know at the first of the month i love listening to you bruce and erica it's it's my go-to movie podcast if i'm being honest and uh, the only thing that I wish it was was more often. I just wish that I could get a little some more
1: updates uh, from you guys. But uh, I really enjoy carrying them at the, the beginning. <laughs> really, really wonderful people, I guess, quote unquote. Okay, guys, we'll see you next time on Cinematics and CleverkindProductions. dot com. Antiques and uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys. Thanks, guys.